0: We're going to continue in this series entitled Mi Familia. That means my family. For those of you that don't understand Spanish, uh, that's about the extent of mine. And uh, but that's okay. Um, uh, we're gonna continue. We're talking this summer about things that we believe, as great as your family is, we believe that there are some things that if we'll start participating in and practicing, reading God's word and 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 celebrating together and 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 worshiping together. Wasn't last Sunday incredible as we worshiped in this house and heard from our pastors, but, but there are some things that we believe that if you'll put these into practice in your home, as great as your family is, listen, we believe God wants to take it up a notch to the next level. Amen. Our word for the year here is move. If you don't have a bracelet, we want to encourage you to grab one and put it on. We, we, we want to see a move of God in your homes and in your families. And so that's why we pause and that's why we're taking time to to share some practical things that we believe, if you'll put these into use in your home, we believe it's going to make your home, your family, even better than what it currently is. Amen? And so we've been talking all summer. If you've missed any of those, we want to encourage you to go back, rewind the tape and and listen to those. It's absolutely been an incredible journey. Today, I want to talk to you about another topic that I believe is, man, I I get excited about this one. And it's this idea of serving. Serving. I I love this idea of of serving, and it's not not just because I love it, but I think God loves it whenever he sees us serve. You know, we're called, as believers in Jesus Christ, we're called to serve and meet needs of people all around us. You know that, right? Hey, listen, these guys that we just prayed over, they've answered a call of God to go and to serve and meet needs of people in foreign lands and nations. That's why they go. They're called to do that, right? And so that's we're we're called to think of others. We're called to to lay aside ourselves. We're called to 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 look for needs around us and and step into those ones. Listen, Jay, hey, listen believer, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. And he's looking to us to step into those deep dark areas of our culture today and represent him. We're to put him on display. No one lights a, a lamp and puts it under a bush or a bowl. Oh no, you you let it shine. You put it on a stand, right? And we are that light. We're called to do this. We're called to go. We're called to meet needs. We're called to to think less of ourselves and and, and elevate others and serve them meeting needs. And I know that I'm talking to somebody today because you know that when you have placed yourself in service opportunities and serving moments, you know that oftentimes it's not the people that you're serving that grow and are blessed most, but God does a work in you. Am I talking to anybody? Come on, I don't know about you, but when I serve and when I step into a situation and meet someone's need or when I encourage them or just kind of help us, it just does something in me. It does something for them, but it does a work in me as well. I feel more fulfilled when I'm serving. I just, I, 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 it just does something in me. It brings me joy to know that, that, that somehow the power of God at work through us, can do something in someone else's life. And, and above all, I'm just going to tell you something. When you serve, you please Jesus. It makes him happy. Why would I say that? Well, because that's why he came. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus says, I've come not to be served, but I've come to serve. I, I, that's the reason Jesus came. You don't find him just camped out somewhere in, in, in a big city in some ornate facility and just like, like a king on a throne and just having people come before him. No, what you find is you find Jesus on the move. That's a good word. He's on the move and he's looking for situations. We know, I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about Jesus, but probably a lot of us, we might remember a few of the words and things that he instructed and teach and taught us, but, but, but oftentimes we gravitate towards how Jesus served and met needs of people, do we not? Jesus definitely met physical needs in people. Am I talking to anybody? He he healed blind people. He took care of leprosy in people's lives. Hey, he even raised dead people. Come on, somebody. That was just a little precursor to what would happen in his life. Read the Bible. It's in there. Or watch the chosen. It's coming. I, I can't help but think that. Amen. We know that Jesus also stepped alongside people to meet emotional and spiritual needs to people that were outcast in their culture because of some sin that they had participated in aren't you glad jesus doesn't treat sinners like sometimes religious people treat sinners that he offers forgiveness now he doesn't like you to stay in that sin he wants you to repent and he wants you to go and sin no more but i love that even people that have been written off because of life choices jesus still comes alongside and says you know what i don't condemn you go and sin no more but I do not condemn you. I love that. Jesus stepped in and met spiritual needs. How can a man be born born again? A religious leader would ask, and Jesus would begin to share with him all about a relationship. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about Jesus, but I tell you, you would be hard-pressed to escape this idea of Jesus being a servant. You know, in just a few weeks, we will celebrate 15 years as a church. That's 1910 Church, and, and uh, yeah, thanks. One person is excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. You free for lunch? I'd love to hang out with you. Thank you. But uh, we're going to celebrate all that God has done, and, and, and today, today I think we're baptizing like 27 people. We baptized 12, I think, a few days ago, and it just it keeps God's doing work and transferring. Listen, this, this idea of service has been a part of the DNA of this church from day one. But more than being known for music and average teaching and, and, and whatever, we have wanted to be known as a church that truly, truly wanted to put Jesus Christ on display in this community. Listen, you need to understand something. When God called me to plant a church, he didn't call me to plant a church. He called me to influence the city. He called me to influence it with the good news of Jesus Christ, to be salt and light and to put Jesus Christ on display. That's why we're here. And so from day one, we've talked about this idea. What can we do? Listen, this is, not, this is just a snapshot of what God has in store for us. But what are we doing to live it out in our city and in our community? Come on, some of you that have been with us, you know that that's truth, right? That's a part of who we are. But listen, we're not born this way. You're not born with a servant mentality. You know that, right? In fact, there's not a parent in here who say, you know what, when I gave birth to my kid, I just, oh God, would you just pray that this kid become a slave, a servant? No, none of us are born that way. And so uh, I love that we've got to have God do something in our lives today with this message. We have got to have the Holy Spirit of God do a work in us because listen, we're born selfish people, are we not? Where it's all about us. Listen, was one of the first words that your kids, when they started talking, was to say others focused. No, what you found was your kids said mine. And I don't know what happens, but they're just why. None of you parents taught your kids. Now, listen, don't you let your kid brother or kids say, don't you let anybody else take your stuff. It's your none of you said taught them the word mine. It's just there. And so today we're praying for the Holy Spirit of God to do a work in our lives when it comes to thinking of others and how we can serve and meet needs around us. We're gonna look, again, we're gonna steal a, a page from Jesus's leadership book. We're gonna look at how he operated and how he lived, right? And i want to share with you some things that I think are practical things that we can do for you and your family to serve and make Jesus known. I ask my kids this about, you know, one of the things, there's so many, oh man, so many, uh, I, I think, potential downsides to being raised in, 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 in my home. I mean, you can look at me and know that my kids, bless their hearts, of all the parents in the world, they're stuck with me, right? But then on top of that, I'm a pastor and living in a fishbowl and constantly being watched and analyzed to see how they function and operate. And, and, and listen, hey, listen, my kids aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. My wife is closer than we are, but, um, but we're not but my kids, i I'll never forget the one time that, that, that uh, my oldest daughter uh, wanted to go to, to uh, a dance at the high school. I said, that's cool, uh, but this young man's got to come and meet dad. And he's going to come in, we're going to have a conversation. Hey, listen, students, listen, if, if, if your date won't come in and meet your parents, if they won't come to the door and say hi and greet you, listen, you don't need that date. Anyway, I just, all the parents are clapping, all the kids are going... Crap, I should have left. But anyway, um, but not only that, so I want to interview this young man, but not only that, all oh, that, man, I just, this is, I'm a crazy dad. Like, I took that young man out on the back porch and we sat at the patio table. And I began to pray over that young man. I think we even held hands in that holy moment. And I squeezed a little bit. I might have even said things like, I'm not afraid to go back to prison, Lord. And I just, I want this young man to understand that, hey, but you do you, boo. That's who I am, and that's who we are at home. But I asked my kids this idea about serving, because one of the things and fears of us as, as, as ministers, as pastors, is that we ruin this thing called faith or Christianity, and especially this thing called the local church. We can ruin it for our kids. I'm going to tell you something. This is how crazy we are. Our kids did not have a choice growing up whether or not they were going to go to church or youth group. All right, not as popular. That's all right. They used to have a choice. We just knew that, hey, listen, we don't give them a choice whether they're going to go to school or not. Why would I give them a choice whether they're not going to go to church? What is more transforming than the education they will ever get? Nothing against education and teachers. I love y'all. <laughs> I probably need to re-enroll in school and learn some more. But, but I ask my kids, hey, did we ruin it for you when it came to this thing called church and especially on this thing called serving? I wanted to hear from my girls because I've made a lot of mistakes as a dad. I've lost my cool and my temper. I know that's hard for you to imagine. I have. I've said things that I wish I could take back. You ever been there, Tony? No, you're a liar. And uh, we all have. We all have said things and we've done things. and. And I've not treated their mom the appropriate way with honor and dignity sometimes. I've just, I've been lazy. But said, so girls, when it comes to serving, what are some things you remember growing up and why do you do it? I heard from my girls things like this. It brought us joy to know that we were making a difference in someone else's life. Dad, you need to know that that, that us serving and you dragging us to church and, and forcing us to to do this and that. You know, Dad, it prepared me that, that this last summer, that's why I served at camp, Dad, because I love serving and you just instilled that in us. One of my daughters said, hey, Dad, you know, I, I love serving because I knew that when I was with people's kids in kids' ministry, That gave mom and dad an hour just to go sit and not worry and let the Holy Spirit of God do a work in their life. One of my daughters said, you know, it gave me an awareness of of how much it takes to make this thing called church happen. I didn't realize it, you know, kind of a behind-the-scenes look. It made me feel like I was a part of something that was significant and important. Service is a big deal. We're not wired that way. I started to say we're wired that way, but we're not. We're wired, selfish people, are we not? And we think about what's in it for me. How's this going to help us? Well, let me remind you some scripture references if I can today in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. I love this verse of scripture. And we could stop with the very first sentence In this verse, and it would be worth you coming here today for we are God's masterpiece. Some translations say workmanship. I just want to stop right there because somebody listening today, whether in the house or in your house, you might need to hear that today because you feel like you're not worth anything. You've been told you don't measure up. You didn't make the Olympic team. And aren't you excited about Friday coming up? Come on, somebody. U-S-A. Dominate the world. That's just kick it, sock it to them. We'll give them a few. Anyway, you're God's master. But we've been told we don't measure up. We're not good enough. You have too many flaws or weaknesses. And if we're not careful, I'm just going to stop. Some of you can can, can refute these first five words there. For we... Are God's masterpiece. Listen, I want you to know that God looks at you and he sees something incredible. It's wonderful, it's a masterpiece. You know, a masterpiece is worth something, and that's how God views you. But we're God's masterpiece. But he's created us anew in Christ Jesus. That's why I say that we're not. Listen, we have to have a transforming work of Jesus Christ in our life in order to embrace this idea of serving others. But that's what he does. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away. All things become new. And aren't you thankful that we've been created anew in Christ Jesus? Why? So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Do you understand that God's got great things that he wants to do through your life? It's already mapped out for you. The question is, are you willing to step into those things and do it? He believes in you. He's gifted you. He's wired you a certain way and he wants to use you. There are things that he's already seeing on your horizon. He's got your future planned. Will you step in and let him do what he wants to do? Through you. You know, not many people think that serving is pretty. Not glamorous. It's not, um, it's not a way to get your name in, in lights, right? Our culture says that all the time, that in order to, to, to be considered great, there's got to be some sort of an achievement attached to you. You know I'm the best of the best, or I, I, I got this degree at this university, or you know I did and our, our name is on the the, the placard, our, our name is on the, the closest parking curb to the office, or I've got the, our culture says that greatness comes through achievements, but you need to know that in God's economy he speaks the opposite of that. In fact, in John chapter 20, Jesus as a discussion. I would say it that way. I would love to sit and listen to some of those that Jesus had with his followers to really see what it was like. But there's a couple of brothers, James and John, that are getting in an argument, and they're trying to jockey for position in Jesus's kingdom when he establishes it. You see, they, had, they were still not truly understanding who Jesus was and how he was going to lead in his kingdom. And so they're, they're expecting some big big leader with power and, 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 ruling and reigning over people with like a form of dictatorship or, or, or what have a heavy hand and Lord, would you just remember us when you establish your kingdom? Would you set one of us on the right and one on the left and just let us rule with you? And Jesus just, and, and, and in a way that only Jesus would, I can imagine how I might respond, but it would not be like Jesus in that moment. But I simply see Jesus saying, listen, Whoever wants to be great among you must become a servant. See, you're going to hear things like this from us at 1910 Church that if you want to be like Jesus, then serve somebody. You're never more like Jesus than when you're serving because Jesus speaks to that here in Scripture. Jesus says, if you want to be great in my kingdom, you must somehow get to this place of servanthood. You must get to this place where it's not about achievements. It's not how many people like you on social media. It's not about your name in lights or in print anywhere. Listen, if you want to be great, listen, this is how I view greatness. This is what I've been trying to show you guys in our time together. Listen, greatness comes when you humble yourself and you serve other people that make sense to you so far? That's the word of God. You know, when you look up that word ministry in the new Testament, five different words, they all relate to this idea of servanthood or, or serving people from an, an attitude and a spirit of love. That's ministry. Do you understand as a believer in Jesus Christ, your call to that ministry? We, we tend to think that the ministry is about being on a church staff paid or a world evangelist or missionary. No, no, no. Every one of us who've said yes to Jesus and walked through the baptismal waters. Listen, you're called to ministry. Why? Because serving others is what ministry is all about. You're called to serve. Are we not all called to fulfill something the Bible calls the Great Commission? Are we not all called to go and to tell much like these five missionaries that are going to be headed out to foreign? Are we not all called to go and serve and do that? very? We are. Listen, you heard Pastor Todd say, listen, do you want to follow Jesus all the days of your life? Hey, following Jesus means you're going to do what Jesus would do. You're going to go to some of those deep, dark areas of our culture. You're going to shine his light. You're going to get dirty and sweaty and scrape a knee and and you're going to get made fun of. You're going to get criticized. You're going to lose friends if you embrace this Jesus lifestyle. But ministry is serving. But what does that look like in your family? How can we be a part of ministry? How can we serve in this way that that Jesus would would lay out for us? And and what does that look like practically? I, I, I flipped over to Matthew chapter 25 and I read these words. Jesus says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was homeless and you gave me a room. I was in prison and you came to me. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to visit. And the sheep are saying, well, master, when did we ever do those things? What are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry, feed you, thirsty, give you a drink? When did we ever see you sick and in prison and come to you? And the master, the king said this. I'm telling you the truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone that's overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Service. Listen, in order to serve, in order to be involved in ministry, it does not require that you grab a passport and get on a plane and go somewhere. Sometimes it's simply about walking across the street. Or it's driving to another part of town. It's identifying a local ministry or shelter where you can get involved and plugged into. Listen, but you've got to make the choice to get involved. Yeah, it's going to require some time and effort and energy. It might even require some financial commitment, but we all can do something. We all can do something. This last spring, we had a, a, a day that we set aside. We called it serve day. We had 300 and and 53 people participate in 40 different projects around our community. It was absolutely incredible. Come on, you can clap for that, surely. That's amazing. People giving up time and effort, giving up a Saturday, right? To go and to serve and bless someone, some agency. Just make our community different. What does that look like for you and your family? Is there a local charity or ministry that you could plug into and get involved with as a family? Hey, is there there an elderly person that you know that may need a visit? Hey, is there someone that you know that might be grieving right now? They're in mourning. Could you come alongside of that person and help them in a time of need? maybe it's donating some goods that you have some some things that 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 you know would be a blessing we we packed some back to school packets a few months ago right i love when the angel tree rolls around and 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 the thanksgiving boxes from daily bread i just i see but are there some things that you guys can participate in where you can donate some goods to meet a need right is it working in kids ministry Is it maybe mentoring a young boy or a young girl in our community? Hey, moms or dads, listen, is it getting involved this year at school in your kid's PTA program there and and joining there? Not to be a nuisance to those principals and administrators. Not in this house, uh uh-uh. We're we're not going to be a discourager to to teachers and administrators. We're going to be encouragers, amen? I don't know if it's biblical to kick people out for that, but I'm close to it just kidding you know my heart with that but can I get involved somehow and help in a classroom what is it for you and your family how can you get involved locally Christ has made us anew he saved us has he not he's changed us I love this verse in 2 Timothy 1, 9. It says, it is he who has saved us and it is he who has chose us for his holy work, not because we deserved it, but but because that was his plan long ago before the world began, to show his love and kindness to us through Christ. You know, when I look at that verse, I believe that that verse says to us that we were saved in order to serve. Jesus came and set us free. He came to to, to forgive us of our sins. He, he paid the ransom. When you pay the ransom for someone, that means you pay the price that sets that individual free. Listen, 2nd Peter 1, or 2nd Timothy 1 9 says, "You've been set free so that you can do God's holy work." Come on, you've been saved to serve. God has set you free, so in turn, he can use you to go do the same in someone else's life. Now listen, theological moment right here. Listen, we are not saved by the good works and things that we do. We're only saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And you admitting that you're a sinner in need of that and asking him to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you and make you white as snow. That is how you're saved. But because I am saved, I do good works. I'm telling you, I don't know how anybody who's truly saved, blood-bought, redeemed, can, can show me in Scripture where, listen, uh, listen, God saved me and that's it for me. No, no, and not serve in any form or fashion. I, I just think that that's contrad- it's contradictory to who Jesus was, first of all. And I believe it's contradictory to Scripture here. You've been saved so you can be a part of the holy work that God has ordained for us. Long before you were ever born, he knew what he wanted to use you for. What are you doing with that? I look around this room. And I just know that as people are watching us on devices across the world, I know that there are gifts and talents that God has deposited in all of us. How are you using It's not only about loading up on an airplane. It's not only about walking across the street, but, but what about this house? This thing we call the church look in here and I see you've got this gift. There's some eyes and ears and there's some hands and there's some feet. There's some elbows. There's some brain. You know, I just look around and see parts of bodies. And you know that for a body to function and work, it can't think of itself as being independent but it's interdependent. You see, this thing called the church is an interdependent organization. We need each other. What good is a hand if it's dislocated from the arm of the body or a foot from, it's no good. But when it's all united and connected and we work together, we accomplish the things that God has for us scripture says it makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Ephesians 4, 16. How are you serving in the church? You're sitting on a little black card. Can you pull that out for me real quick? Now I want you to hold that card there. Let me share with you some other statistics. You know that on a Sunday morning, just a Sunday morning here, there are 280 opportunities for people to serve. 280 opportunities every Sunday for people to step into a a serving opportunity in order to make this thing called church happen. Right now, we're operating at about 65%. That means that we have about 163 people that are trying to step in and perform 280 opportunities. Dre, I'm no mathematician, but that's that's skewed, that's off. How might God want to use you here and out there I just want to encourage you with something today. Listen, I, 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 this card is it gives you an opportunity. First of all, if you'll scan that QR code, one of you is going to go to the Bahamas this week. Okay, that's a lie. That's not true. But I just want to see if you're still listening to me. Because so many of us check out when the preacher starts asking, hey, can you help us? And listen, it's not about helping us. We want to help you. See, I feel like I'm doing you a service by giving you an opportunity today to find a place to get connected. We're so good about coming, sitting, and soaking. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to get some exercise. time for us to start participating. I see some shirts over here that say NTK Kids. Aren't you thankful for people that are working in kids' ministry right now? Come on. Aren't you thankful that somebody greeted you with a smile today and said, welcome, glad you're here today. Do anybody get greeted or welcomed in a friendly way today? You may get greeted in an ugly way today. I want to know that too. We got the wrong person there. If that's them, aren't you thankful for a media team and a worship team that led us today and created environments? Aren't you, aren't you thankful for baristas at 1910 that brewed coffee today? And come on, somebody just a little heads up dipping dots is coming as well. Just get ready for that preacher. Love him some dip and dots. How will you get involved so that you can use your gifts, so that you can help this body function as it's intended to function? I want to encourage you today. Just put your name. You may not know an area right now. That's okay. We've got some of the the, the best people in the world that are going to make contact with you if you'll just give us permission to. If you'll just let us know. There's 280 opportunities every Sunday. 163 people are doing their best, their darnedest, to make it happen. By the way, if you serve here in this house, we don't call our people volunteers. We call them leaders because I think that's how Jesus sees you. You are a leader. So here's the question today, knowing who Jesus was, knowing how he functioned and operated. Knowing that scripture says that you've been transformed, you've been made new. You need to get rid of that old way of thinking and you need to embrace this holy work. You've been saved to serve and God wants to use you to accomplish great things in this house, in your neighborhood and in other countries. What are you going to do with everything you've heard today? You want to see your family go the next level? Start serving. It's worked in my family. Not perfect, but it's made us better. And I can't help but think that God wants to do a work in yours as well. So how will you serve as a family? What can you do to use your gifts and your abilities? Would you stand with me today as we pray? Ministry team, will you come join me down front? You can take that card that you just filled out and drop it off at Connections today on your way out high five those men or women that are standing there. Tell them, thank you for this opportunity to go to the next level. Hey, listen today, if we can come alongside of you and pray and encourage you, our team is down front here today. We would love to share a word with you that maybe God has for you in your time of need or your situation. Maybe today you just want to celebrate something that God's doing. That's awesome. Our team, don't y'all love to hear celebrations as well? We love that, right? Or maybe maybe today you 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 want to say, hey, how how can I ask Christ Jesus? I want to be made new. I want. How can I have Him come into my life? They'd love to answer those for you. Father, thank you in advance for what you're going to do through this house. Lord, as great as it's been, we believe that greater days are ahead. Father, we're reminded today through baptism. We're reminded through new songs being written. God, we're reminded through a move of your spirit in this moment that you're not finished. You're still working. We're reminded as people load up on airplanes that there's still a story that's worth telling. God, I pray that we would respond as your spirit leads us in this moment. And may you receive all the glory, honor, and praise. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we do this. All for you, God. So, Father, use us to do more than we could ever dream of or imagine, as your word says. And we will give you glory forever. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you. You're dismissed.